You are listening to a message from Canby Foursquare Church in Canby, Oregon. We pray that this message will be an encouragement to you. Visit canbyfoursquare.com to learn more. Group that were, that were there by prime timers, they were just in the, the age bracket. And sitting around at a campsite with prime timers is just a ball of fun because no, and I mean no subject is off limits with them. <laughs> Woo! Boy, it was like a, a crystal ball looking into my future. Uh, they gave me a lot of wisdom, and it was, wow. I, I will be hanging out with the prime timers a lot more. Uh, look online. Uh, join the prime time group. Uh, they're, a, they're a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to be speaking today from the book of Proverbs. I'm going to be speaking on the topic of wisdom. And wisdom's one of those uh, interesting categories that we don't really think much of, but we, think, we, we notice wisdom when we're around people that have it. When we're around people that have it, wisdom. If you, if you think about the wisest person, if you think about that person, let that person come to your mind. Let that person who you look at as as a wise person. I have many people in my life, I have good friends that have been mentors uh, to me over the years that have given me a great deal of wisdom, that they're, they're usually people that have been through something in life, they're people that have gone through ups and through downs, and uh, they're usually not the richest and the wealthiest, but they're just people who over time have seen God at work in their life, and they've looked back, and they've they could see the hand of God. Um, yeah, one, and there are, there are many, many wise people. I uh, was I had the great opportunity a couple weeks ago. Um, Pastor Ron is one of those guys that I I look to with a good deal of wisdom. I feel. Um, I'm going to be speaking today from uh, Proverbs, and Pastor Ron, if you've spent any time with him, he's like he's kind of like an like a walking audiobook of Proverbs. And if you just walked up to Pastor Ron and you asked him about a subject, whether it's parenting or if, you, if it has anything to do with history or like baseball, you're going to get a whole slew of Proverbs. But Pastor Ron is just like one of those guys that just has, that has wisdom. He's been through life. He, he's um, been through some things. And so he, it's not his first time around the block, but one of the things... I had the great privilege of going out with Ron two weeks ago. I got the, I got invite, the invite, the one the that one the associate, associate pastor, pastor always waits for, for. The, the big invite. invite. You know what I'm, you know talking, what I'm about. talking about, the golf, the golf game. game. The golf, the golf game, game, right? This, this is, a, is big a big moment, moment in life. In life. I, so, so it, it, George, George, you got to rewind, buddy. Not there. Dramatic. Dramatic. Anyhow, Anyhow, we, we, worked, we on worked on that. George and I worked on it. So last uh, couple uh, weeks ago, I got to go out with Ron. And one, one of the things that I love spending time with Ron, Ron, Ron will, if Ron really needs to talk to me, talk to me, uh, correct me, he'll say, hey, Mark, can we go for a drive? And we'll drive around and uh, out in the woods or around town. And that's where he'll do a lot of his pastoral counseling. Well, this time I finally got the call to go golfing with Ron. And if you know anything about Ron, Ron... Ron had a heyday, you know, like 
back in the day, I heard all these tall tales about Ron's golf game. And he is a grandpa, so like most grandpas, the fish gets a little bit bigger over time, you know, uphill both ways. And I've heard all these stories about Ron's golf game, and a little bit like, it's, it's grandpa talk. I golfed with Ron two weeks ago. It ain't, it grandpa, ain't grandpa talk. talk. This is the real this deal. deal. This, this, is, is, this is just, just a, little a little snippet. snippet. Ron, Ron doesn't, doesn't know I'm giving this, this one, but, this one, but look, at look at that. You can't you see can't that see ball that because, because it went because really, really, really far. far. Uh, uh, all that, all to, that say, to say, Ron's impressive. Um, when, I was going around, when I was going around the course with Ron, Ron would just offer these little tidbits of wisdom, just snippets of life and, uh, you know, golf you know, what I love about golf is that it's like life, you know, and sometimes you're right down the fairway and then you're off in the weeds and uh, it's just, he's just one of those guys that has wisdom. And I think we probably all have those people, right? We all have somebody in our life that we look at and we go, that person is wise. Or, or said another way, um, maybe somebody, who do you respect? Who's somebody, who's the person that you have the most respect for? You'd probably have that person. And if I asked you the question why, you'd probably, you'd probably say it has nothing to do with their bank account. It has nothing to do with um, how many friends they have. It, doesn't, it has nothing to do with the size of their house or how nice their cars are. We, we tend to respect people that we know that we can trust. People that we can lean on. Some, some people that we know that have been through some things in life, Right? Those are the people that we admire. And today we get this really great glimpse into a, a, a king's life, really. We have uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. So Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, we have, uh, the Proverbs are made up of many different people who uh, wrote them. Uh, King David, Solomon, uh, priests, other people that would write psalms and proverbs. And, it, and proverbs comes from this, this literature, uh, this, this portion of the, the, the biblica, the, the Bible library, is as um, wisdom literature. And the Bible is made up of different categories, different genres, just like you would go to a library, and you would go into a library and you'd go, okay, do I want to get a biography? You'd go to the biography section. You'd walk on over to the Canby Public Library. If you wanted to go to fiction, you'd walk on over to the fiction section. If you wanted history, you'd go to the history. And, and the same is true about our Bible, that our, our Bible has different categories of history, of narrative, of prose, of poetry, of, of wisdom. And those books are made up of of, of Proverbs, some of Psalms, Psalms or prayers, uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, my favorite book of the Old Testament is Ecclesiastes. It probably has something to do with the fact that I'm, I'm naturally a skeptical person. Uh, I, I'm very sarcastic, like the book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, it was the first book I ever read. And it's this book that just opens up with meaningless, meaningless. Everything in life is meaningless. And you're like, wow, this guy needs a hug. And it's, and it's King Solomon. It's King Solomon that he, he rules and he reigns and he has the most wealth and he has the most, um, uh, the, the biggest piece of property. He's expanded Israel's borders further than they've ever been before. That he has, 
He has 700 wives and 300 concubines. Like, that doesn't even seem cool. Like, even, that that does not seem like a good idea to have 700 wives. But Solomon, what what we see in Solomon's life is Solomon, there's nothing out of his reach. There's nothing that he can't afford. There's nothing that he doesn't have. And he writes this book, Ecclesiastes, that I think we'll get to in a couple weeks because I'm back up again. And uh, Pastor Chris last week gave a great sermon out of Psalms. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do Proverbs and then we'll keep going. But it's a great book, Ecclesiastes. And, and what, what King Solomon does is he goes, look, I've had everything. I've experienced everything. I've known, I've had, I've had great wealth, I've been without, I've had uh, many sexual partners, I've had kingdoms at my, at the, at the, my right hand, and, and nothing, nothing on this earth satisfies. Solomon goes on to write Song of Solomon. He writes a very explicit book on sex and between a husband and a wife, and the way that uh, sex is to be shared between a husband and a wife in the, in the book of Song of Solomon. He sees uh, sex as a gift that's meant to be given to a husband and to a wife and to be enjoyed in marriage. And he, he goes through and he gives this, this wisdom in the, the book of Song of Solomon. A uh, very, very explicit book that I want you to know. It was the very last book that young Jewish boys, rabbis, were allowed to read. And they were not allowed to read it till they were 30 years old. Because uh, it was a little bit too electric. Um, I'll, just, I'll just let you know that the vineyard does not mean the vineyard all the way through the book. Um, yeah. yeah, your mind is blown. Well, you can imagine my mind being blown at family camp with the prime timers. That one. All that to say, what we do, we see King Solomon, and what Solomon does here is Solomon, there's, there's nothing outside of his reach, and Solomon is speaking to us from the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, and we're going to read through it, but I bet you know it. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, are, is consecutively, year in and year out, in the top 10 most quoted verses that we talk about and that we share. Uh, even if you don't know it, you can't reset it right now. I bet when we get to it, you'll go, oh yeah, I know that one. It is in the top five most shared verses on social media. It is the verse that's on every Hallmark card. You, you, probably, you probably go home today, look on your refrigerator. Yep, Aunt Sue, she sent us a card last year with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And, and, and it's a great verse, and there's a reason for it. But I hope today that we can kind of get this refreshing as to what it would mean in our lives. And when we think about wisdom, that we're not talking about just worldly knowledge. Remember, remember Paul in 1 Corinthians, he says, knowledge, it puffs up. Knowledge, yeah, that's great. A lot of people are smart. A lot of people have high IQs. A lot of people, you know, they can... Take the LSAT and the MCAT, the GRE, they would test high, but that doesn't mean wisdom. And what we mean by wisdom and what the Bible means by wisdom is this, this applied knowledge. Applied knowledge. Like you can know something, but, but you apply it in such a way that you, you live out in wisdom. As an example, 
There, there, there are many examples. If, you are, if you're an alcoholic, if you struggle with alcohol, it's probably not a great place to socialize in a bar. Amen? That's just, that's just wisdom. If you struggle with any type of addiction, um, whether that be from, from drug addiction to shopping addiction, it's probably not a good place to, you know, to, to go to Nordstrom's if you struggle with the shopping addiction. It's probably not a, a great place to hang out with friends that are still in the scene if you're an addict. If you're, if you're a gossip, it's probably not a good place to go hang out with all the other people that you know gossip, right? Like wisdom, knowledge goes, I know, I know the right answer, but wisdom says, I'm going to stay away from the situation. If, if you, you know, you're struggling with um, being sexually pure in your marriage, it's probably not a good thing to hang out on the internet late at night. It's probably not a great thing to hang out with that, that other employee after hours at work. See, there's a, there's a difference between knowledge. Knowledge goes, yeah, I know that um, cheating or having an affair or an adulterous relationship is bad, but wisdom says, I'm going to apply that and stay away from situations that that could occur, right? There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And, and Solomon is going to get our attention and he's going to say, look, at, at, at the end of life, somebody that has everything, that there's, there's a discipline in living out wisdom. And one thing that I want to stay away from uh, with wisdom literature is that it's a type of literature. It's poetic by nature, that it, it speaks to us, that when we read through the Proverbs, that they're not all promises, we can't, we can't just look at them and go, oh, that's a promise of God, like, because, because it's written in such a way that it's telling us the way that it should be. It's a reflection. Solomon's looking back on his life, and he's going to say it's the way that it should be. In verse 1, it starts off with, my son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commandments. And what this is, Solomon has a really uh, interesting, uh, similar opening to this in Ecclesiastes, where he's an older man, now looking back on his life, and he's looking at the, a, a life spent following God and falling away from God. Remember Solomon? What, what, did, what did God do for Solomon? Solomon, in his younger zeal and passion for the Lord, he, he said, there's only one thing when he dedicated the temple. There's only one thing that I want above all else. Wisdom. And God granted Solomon wisdom. Wisdom unlike any other. Where people came from countries to learn about his wisdom. God granted him wisdom. He is the guy that's qualified to write wisdom literature that we're going to read from today. God granted him, the word says, more wisdom than anyone on the earth. And where did Solomon's wisdom get him? And he knew it. At the beginning of his life, it says, and when we look at the, in the book of Kings, it says, he started with wisdom and he loved God. By the end of Solomon's life, by the end of Solomon's life, it says he loved his wives. Plural. Meaning he was, he was an adulterer, that he went away, that he had led the country away. Not just in his personal life, but he had led people away. That he, he loved, and, and the wives were contracts at this time, and he loved money, and he loved his wealth. Solomon gives us this really unique glimpse at the beginning, how we start, and how one finishes. 
Very different. But, but I will say this to everyone in here. Whatever age range we are, we are remembered how we finish. So seasoned saints of our prime timers, remember, finish well. Finish looking at, uh, at, at the faith and, and the gospel that's been entrusted and pass that down to our next generation. We remember Solomon, how he finished. And Solomon here, if you could turn in your Bibles, and we can read from chapter th- Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. A verse that we're quite familiar with, right? We're very familiar with it. How many of us in here are familiar with that? Yeah, some of you in here might not even be Christians and you're familiar with that verse. You've seen that on a you know, a card or a rug or, I don't know if you'd put it on a rug. That'd be disrespectful. But it's a verse that we're familiar with. Uh, you, you know, if you're going through a hard time and you don't know what's happening, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Just acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Well, truth of the matter is this. That when Pastor Ron, he opened it up for, what did what, you call it, Pastor Ron? Preachers for month, Preacher's Choice Month, the month of August, and that's that's code for we're in between series. Um, I don't do well with this. I don't do well at going in between series because I'm just so used to a book by book, chapter by chapter. That when Pastor Ron goes, "Yeah, it's up to you, man," I'm like, "Ah, what am I gonna say? Not my problem." Uh, but. Ron lets us just kind of pick whatever's on our heart. And I went to this verse because uh, it's more scary, actually, because it's my, one of my wife's most favorite verses. If you go through our house, my wife, she's got little writings and fonts, and there's verses written all over our house, and you see this stuff all the time, and trying to brush your teeth around the index card that's a verse. And Bless her. Um, we just have verses like this hung throughout our house. And it happens to be one of my wife's favorite, but it's been a, a verse that has guided us. And this morning, in the few minutes that we have left, I, I, I really want to shine some light on these verses. It says, uh, start, there, there's a cadence to the rhythm of chapter three. And, and Psalms and Proverbs, they're written very artistically. They're written at sometimes, sometimes they're a haiku, there's... Um, there's, uh, the, the, you have the, the Hebrew alphabet, and then one line starts with the letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And this one, it kind of has this cause and effect, or this command, and this is what will happen. In verse, verse 3, verse 1, My son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart uh, keep my commandments. For the length of your days, this is for the length of your days and your life, uh, in the length of your days and years of your life, and peace will be added to you. Okay, good. We drop down to our verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. This word for trust is a real unique word here. The, the, the meaning when you, when you get into the Hebrew, and I, and I try not to go original language on you too often. My, uh, when I was in seminary, my Greek teacher said to me, he goes, preachers, when you stand up to preach, your, your original language is like your underwear. 
you should always have them on, but nobody should see them. So, so I try to not bring it out, but I, I do think that it's really important because it kind of helps us in the English translation here. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what this word for trust is here is it means to lean, to lean on the Lord. And so if you finish the sentence, it says, lean in the Lord with all your heart. And it's not just that emotional, like, oh, he's so cute, Valentine's Day. Oh, I hope he sends me flowers, that kind of heart. It's, it's, it's all of your being. It's your soul, your mind, your strength. It's, it's everything in your life that you would, you would lean into the Lord with your whole life. Not just your, not just your feelings, but in every situation of your life that you would lean into the Lord and do not lean on your own understanding. What this is saying is that there's a good God and you can, you can lean on him and you don't have to lean on yourself. That it's, it's not just emptying yourself but, and, 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 and you know, just getting all the distractions out of the way, but you have something firm to lean against. In, in, in all times, and I, I want you to notice the word all. We'll get to that in just a few minutes here. Uh, do not lean on the, uh, or do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. The Lord, acknowledge him. The word here for, for acknowledge is to know. In all your ways, know him. Why is this, in, this, this is actually a better translation when we think about to know God, to know him, that we would, we would spend time with him. Friends, that we would be in the word of God, that we would be in the words, in the word, in, in, in the, the word, the Bible regularly, because this is how we know the Lord we know the Lord through um, many ways. We, we know the Lord from personal revelation where the Lord reveals himself to us. We know the Lord through him speaking to us regularly through our words. So we turn this into a daily routine in our lives that we would know him and that we would make godly choices and we go in hard times we can lean on him because he's, he's a firm foundation. We don't have to lean on ourselves. That, that we, would, we would know him. Remember Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. I said this is my, my favorite verse that terrifies me. And, and it says, we said, Lord, Lord, we did many works, many miracles, many signs in your name. And on that day, Jesus, he says, but I don't know you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we did many things for you. God, we went to church regularly. We, we, we read Bible verses and we even wrote them on Hallmark cards and sent them to people and we put them on their refrigerators. And that's different than knowing the Lord. Amen? To know him is to, to, to be with him. Solomon knows this better than anybody. He started out so good and so close and then fell away. And then he didn't know him. Carrying on. And he, and he will make your path straight. Now, I like that it says paths. It's not one single path. You're not on just one path in life, and this isn't, you know, God, if I, if I veer off to the right, then I'm completely out of the will of you. 
And, and we go on many paths of life. We change careers. We change professions. We, uh, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, different circumstances that happen in life. There are many paths in one's life. But what the Word points us to today, what the Word gives us, is that there is a good God that wants, wants to be with you on those journeys. He wants to be with you on your path. And, and today, church, when we look at wisdom, James chapter 1, it says, Let anyone who lacks wisdom ask of the Lord who gives generously. If you lack wisdom, you ask of the Lord and he gives generously. There are three takeaways from today's message that I want you, 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 can, you can write them down, you can remember them, you can take a picture, whatever you want. But there are uh, three takeaways, and they're uh, right up here on the screen. To trust, to rely, and to know. That I want you to know today, church, that there is a good God who loves you and that you can trust him. And not just trust him in the, in the hard times. You know, as a, as a pastor, and again, um, being able to see this in the life of, of um, my boss and my friend, Pastor Ron, it's, I think Ron would probably testify the same, that um, it's easy for people to come to you when life's really hard. There's no shortage of somebody knocking on your door when um, life is hard or there's something going on. But you can not see people for months, years, when life is easy. But the Lord, he wants to be a part of our lives. It's not just a category. It's not just a, you, you, you come to church and you know me on Sundays, maybe a Wednesday night Bible study. But to know all areas of your life. We don't compartmentalize the Lord. What, what Solomon is doing here is he's saying, you can trust him with everything, with your all, your every life. With your, with your marriage, with your singleness, with your kids, with, with your job, with your career, with your all. It's not, just a, it's not just a Sunday morning, but it's a whole life. It's an all. This, this relationship that we have, it's personal and, and, and it's pervasive. It's our whole life. It bleeds into every area of our life. Secondly, we can rely on him, that he is firm and reliable we don't have to just trust what's going on in us. And, and what I love about this is in, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. And that doesn't mean you're in it alone. <clears throat> church, this is why I think that we need one another, the church. This is why we actually need to serve. This is why we kind of need to get out of our comfort zone sometime. We need to go, okay, um, maybe I don't know myself as well as I think I do. And I need others' input. Amen? I think we're all there. I think we all, uh, even the best of us that try to be self-aware, we lack awareness. We need community. We need to know God. We need to know his word. And it needs to be in us. And it needs to be changing us and transfiguring our, transforming our minds. And we need to be with one another because iron sharpens iron. Amen? And the last is that we would know him. I've made this point a number of times. Wisdom, true wisdom, knows the Lord. True wisdom points us to a God that loves us and that wants to be with us and that we would look at him and we go, 
God, we trust you in all circumstances of our life. Not just when things are hard. Not just in the hard times when there's a catastrophe in our life. But we would regularly know him. This is the word that I believe that Solomon is bringing to us today, church, for you. This is definitely for me. We've been through this just recently in our own life. This has been the process in which we've gone through every area of our life where we have gone, Lord, we trust in you. We're going to lean on you, not with our own understanding, but we're going to trust you in the process of where you're taking us. And it has served me and my family well in church If you would open up your hearts this morning, I would ask, what area is it that you need to trust in the Lord? I'm guessing that some of you are business owners right now. Some of you wake wake up way too early, way too much in the middle of the night, and you are trusting in yourself. And you need to hear the word of the Lord. You can lean on the Lord. Some of you, relationships. Some of you, careers. You need to know that you have a firm foundation, something stable that you can lean against, and it's the Lord. Church, would you pray with me? God, I thank you for your words this morning. I thank you that you have given us a treasure of wisdom. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't see wisdom as um, something or or something that we store and it puffs us up, Lord, but it would be applied today to our lives, that it would be applied knowledge. God, where where we might lack in wisdom, Lord, we ask you. God, I ask you. uh, Your word, it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, ask you, God, who gives it generously. Lord, I confess I lack wisdom. Lord, I pray for our church that we would continue to be a church that's collected and gathered in your word and in community. God, I thank you that you are the giver of all good gifts, including wisdom. Lord, I pray that you would be with our church, you would bless them today, and we love you in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please let us know if you have questions or would like us to pray with you. You can contact the church office most weekdays at 503 266 4444 and anytime through canbyfoursquare.com.